возлюбленная Богом Церковь, начиная наше богослужение пред Господом, встанем, пожалуйста, и утвердим обетование, относящееся к предверию нашей надежды, да воцарится воскресение Христова в наших телах. Склоним наши головы в молитве. Дорогой Небесный Отец, во имя Иисуса Христа мы благодарны имени Твоему Святому за вновь представленную привилегию быть на месте всем, которая очертила десница Твоя для поклонения Святому имени Твоему. И ныне позволь наследию Твоему во имя крови завета подняться на вершины для нас недосягаемые и сокрушить всякое бремя и запинающий нас грех. Да будут прокляты в этом служении, как и прежде, все дела дьявола, болезни, нищета, преждевременная смерть, демоническая зависимость, всевозможные страхи, депрессии, разрушение, косность, невежество – все это – да отступит от шатров святого народа Твоего. И ныне встань, Господи, на место покоя Твоего Ты и ковчег могущества Твоего, и да облекутся святые Твои спасением Твоим, и да возрадуются пред лицом Твоим. Дай нам больше от Духа Твоего, пропитай нас Духом Твоим святым, позволь нам найти светлое лицо Твое. Я представляю это служение в Твои божественные руки. Веди его рукою превознесенную, великий Бог, Отец и Дух Святой. Аминь. Да благословит вас Господь, можете садиться. Лишь одно не исчезнет вовеки Мое сердце нашло неземную любовь И кристальные чистые реки Не мутнет поток, не мелеет река Чистой радости посланной Богом И пройдя сто дорог, я стою у креста И не нужно мне места иного Здесь надежда моя, здесь мой щит и облом, Здесь завет заключен благодарный. Здесь любовью горя умер тот за меня, Кто земной былью не был запятнан. И его чистотой, и его красотой, И его неповинной смертью Мне дана благодать, правда верить и ждать, Предвкушая желанную встречу, Мне дана благодать громко верить и ждать, Предвкушая желанную встречу. Времен, за порогом земли, где плывет голубое мерцание, Я найду тихий дом, где цветы ручьи, 
и любви бесконечное сияние. Счастье любви вдруг сорвется с физа И на райском пороге растает И на райском пороге растает Здесь надежда моя, здесь мужчин и оплот Здесь завет заключен благородный Здесь любовью горя умер тот за меня Земной пылью не был запятнан И его чистотой, и его красотой И его неповимой смертью Мне надо благодать, твердо верить и ждать Ведь душая желанную встречу Мне надо благодать, твердо верить и ждать Ведь душая желанную встречу
Прежде чем мы начнем погружаться в исследование нашего наследия во Христе Иисусе, которое сосредоточено, содержится в Слове Божьем, неизменным эпиграфом к разбору Слова Божьего, Ивад Лилки, 24 глава, 44 стих. 
и сказал Итак, чтобы so мы, как причастники In a certain format, we have already examined the first two questions and the In the subject of His mercy, God's help, without which we can't hold on to the new man. This is mercy. Обуславливающий суть Бога, а средством для принятия всякой помощи, выраженной в наследии милости Божьих, разумеется, является оружие молитвы или поклонения. Учитывая, что If it's dangerous to be with God, we, we should be farther than The temple was material, but in this material temple lived and was present God, the living God. And any small mistake in bringing an offering or not entering into his presence the right way, it мы 
Если бы мы хорошо знали, мы были бы обличены в огонь и приблизились к Богу. Молитва должна обходить нас в присутствии великой опасности. Да, мы будем в безопасности греха. Но если мы войдем туда с каким-то непониманием, невежеством, незнанием, мы будем уничтожены. Without having knowledge, we will be destroyed. That's why we must not wait for something new, something new quicker. Let's think about what we continually talk about. Prayer And this right can only be given by people who are like him. When a person becomes in the collective of his image, he can give the right on his established orders. This is what God had desired. It doesn't mean that he becomes something in the second place. He's still left in the first place. But he wants to work with our sovereignty. He has given us a privilege and led us into this freedom. И, разумеется, эти условия расслабляли Господи, Видите, внимли моему моему поистине in your faithfulness, answer me, and in your righteousness, do not enter into judgment with your servant, for in your sight no one living is righteous. For the enemy has persecuted my soul, he has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me dwell in darkness, like those who have long been dead. Therefore my spirit is overwhelmed within me. My heart within me is distressed. I remember the days of the old, and meditate on all your works. I muse on the work of your hands. I spread out my hands to you, my soul longs for you like a thirsty land. Answer me speedily, O Lord. My spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me, lest I be like those who go down into the pit. Cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning, for in you do I trust. Cause me to know the way in which I should walk, for I lift up my soul to you. Deliver me, O Lord, from my enemies, and you I take shelter. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God, your spirit is good. Lead me in the land of uprightness, revive me, O Lord, for your name's sake, for your righteousness' sake, bring my soul out of trouble, in your mercy cut off my enemies and destroy all those who afflict my soul, for I am your servant. And so, to be heard by God, it was necessary, as we have established, it was necessary for God in this prayer to present to God a foundation or a right that could serve for God as proof that he can interfere in David's life with his mercy and his truth. And this kind of proof in this prayer contained ten different arguments that David brought to God, saying, Hear me because of your righteousness and your truth. 
Hear me, because I remember the days of the old and all of your words. Hear me, because I spread out my hands to you. Hear me, because I trust in you. Hear me, because I lift my soul up to you. Hear me, for I run to you. Hear me, because you are my God. Hear me, for your name. Hear me, for your mercy. And hear me, because I am your servant. In the previous sermon, we have already examined the first argument that gave God the legal right to stand on David's behalf to help him withstand his enemies. And we have stopped to examine the second argument, evidence that David remembered the days of the old and all the works of God in these days. He was in the days of the old men that he remembered on the level of genetic, of a genetic program in his spirit. And this is a very important component in which David stated and he brought to God in prayer as required proof, saying, I remember the days of the old. I meditate on all your works. I muse on the work of your hands. Because, because of this, interfere my life. He knew that because of this, God will hear him. That's why he said it. And so to keep in our heart a remembrance of the days of the old and all the work works of the Lord in these days, this means to keep in our heart truth and rightness that testify before God the results of the great work of redemption, which gives God the opportunity to demonstrate His manifold mercies in our heart. In other words, to be heard by God, it is necessary to remember the works of God in the days of the old. Regarding this, we arrived at the need to explore these questions. First, who or what by nature is a remembrance of God works in the days of the old on the tablets of our hearts? Second, what purpose is a remembrance of God's work in the days of the old called to fulfill and written on the tablets of our hearts? Third, what price must we pay to remember God's works in the days of the old? And what results will follow after discovering ourselves the remembrance of God's works in the days of the old? Looking at the first question, what is the remembrance of God's works, its properties, and definition, we have concluded that the remembrance contained in the person defines the core of this person as well as his sovereign boundaries. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he, Proverbs 23, Considering that remembering is information contained in the format of thoughts that we keep on the tablets of our heart and proclaim before God His works in the days of the old, we are transformed into an image of thinking yielding the works of God fulfilled by Him in the days of the old. Which on our end is expressed in the right that we give to God to interfere in our as it is written, when my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer went up to you, into your holy temple, Jonah 2, 7. So when I remembered, that's when my prayer came to me. 
And so by keeping in our heart a remembrance of God's works done by him in the days of the old, we erase at this, in this moment from our memory the deeds of people information that was passed down from the sinful life of our forefathers. So we destroy the genetic program of death that was passed down to us by our fathers. When we remember God's works, we proclaim that when we say, Blessed are you, O Lord, who has created heaven and earth, and all who live. When you, we say this, we have this image of creation. Blessed are you when you took your people out of Egypt with your straw and lifted hand. Do you realize that you are a part of Israel? Because Israel are worshippers of God, worshipping God. This is not a nationality. This is a state of being that defines a worshipper and a warrior of prayer. И напротив, когда мы сосредотачиваем свои зоры Проповедничество Псалом Sing praise to the Lord, you saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. Sing praise, sing his memory, because I live there. The place of my dwelling, I live in, in memory, that's where I am contained. According to many sayings of Scripture, all of God's miracles made by him in the days of the old are reminders because they reveal who God is for us and what he has done for us. He has made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. Psalms 111.4 And when we study the second question, what purpose in the relationship between God and his redeemed child is the remembrance of God's works in the days of the old called to fulfill and seal on the tablets of our hearts? We, in a certain format, looked at three components that serve as a memorial before God, and we stopped to study the fourth component. This is the breastplate of judgment that contained the mystery of the meme and urim through which God could hear man and man could hear God. 
without our prayers are gone in the wind. God cannot hear them. He does not hear them. But a man receives, he receives satisfaction. He thinks he has prayed, he satisfies his religious feelings, but he has not reached a dialogue between him and God because there is no Urim and Thummim. That is why the breastplate of judgment as a subject of a constant moral before God is a format of constant prayer. And so, prayer that does not coincide with the conditions and characteristics of a breastplate of judgment does not have any right to be called a prayer. Because only the format of a constant prayer expressed in the breastplate of judgment of the high priest gives us the right to enter into the tabernacle as a king and priest unto God who are called to represent the interests of God's judgment for those commandments and statutes that are yielded by the teaching of Jesus Christ who came in the flesh in two precious stones in the names of the twelve sons of Israel written on these stones. Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Colossians 4.2 Consistence in prayer is vigilance at the doors of our heart, which is called to free us from future disasters. And this kind of vigilance defines the state of our heart. Consistence in prayer is a burning vessel is a man that is born from God. In order for someone to become wicked, he must first be holy. Again, I repeat, to become wicked in the beginning it is important to be holy. That's why unveiling this message, Christ says, pray so that you can run away from future disasters. The order of the makeup of the breastplate of judgment contains conditions that true worshippers of God, whom God searches for himself, are supposed to have. And because he searches, that means he is still searching. When he finds enough worshippers, he, he will be pleased. If we break the order of this sequence, then the breastplate of judgment that yields the state and nature of worshippers cannot be called a breastplate of judgment. The hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and truth. John 4, 23-24. So in this small, this small amount of words, it is repeated twice, the true worshippers will worship in the Father in spirit and truth. That's why in practice, worshiping the Father in spirit and truth is to not damage the truth in the pursuit of goals that are set by God in Scripture that many did before and many continue to do due to their ignorance or their hypocrisy or legitimacy. We have already known that in the Septuagint or in our translation, the breastplate of judgment is called a sign of justice. The image of the breastplate of judgment finds its expression in the conscience of man that is cleansed from dead works, on the tablets of which, as well as the seal of which, is the teaching of Jesus Christ who came in the flesh. 
So first we must cleanse our conscience from dead works and then write on the tablets of our hearts. A conscience that is cleansed from dead works with a seal on the tablets of truth and righteousness will yield the nature of true worshippers who will give God the right to act in them and through them on planet Earth. In a certain format, we have already looked at the measurements and material out of which the rest of the judgment was to be made. We have stopped to look at the next condition, which states, And you shall put settings of stones in it, four rows of stones. The first row shall be a sardis, a topaz, and an emerald. This shall be the first row. The second row shall be a carbuncle, a sapphire, and a diamond. The third row, a jacinth, an agate, and an amethyst. And the fourth row, a chrysolite, and onyx, and jasper. They shall be set in gold settings, and the stones shall be have the names of the sons of Israel, twelve according to their names, like the engravings of a senior, each one with its own name. This shall be according to the twelve tribes, Exodus 28, 17-21. And so the twelve gold settings on the breastplate of judgment, judgment is an image of the judgment of God in the teaching of Jesus Christ who came in the flesh, written on the tablets of our heart, which we, as worshippers of God, are called to represent in our continual prayer. And the twelve precious stones with the engravings of the markings of the twelve names of the sons of Israel is an image of our prayer that represents the perfect judgments of God that are supposed to be engraved and carved out to fit the gold settings. We must not take the truth and carve it out so that it fits our needs or our desires. A continual prayer is an unceasing prayer that finds its expression in trust in God. And this kind of trust on the tablets of our heart is presented in the twelve precious stones of the breastplate of judgment with the engravings of the twelve names of the sons of Jacob that represent one of the names of God because God gave his properties to prayer, to warriors of prayer. And each property of a stone is a name of God. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward, Hebrews 10.35. Our trust in God shows who God is for us and what He has done for us and what we must do to inherit all that He has done for us. And so, trust on the tablets of our heart that lacks the breastplate of judgment with the twelve precious stones and the engravings of the names of the twelve sons of Jacob cannot be trust. The makeup of the breastplate of judgment in the twelve precious stones contains the same order and makeup as the twelve walls of the New Jerusalem and the twelve pearly gates, but with different functions and different purposes. This is means to reach God's God-established goal for us. The means for this is to continue prayer. The makeup of the twelve precious foundations of the walls of the New Jerusalem contain the strategy of the twelve teachings of Jesus Christ who came in the flesh, thanks to which we are called to build ourselves into an image of perfection. This is our purpose, and the fulfillment of this purpose gives us the right to eat out of the tree of life 
that brings fruit each month and has 12 months. The makeup of the 12 pearly gates of the New Jerusalem contain the strategy of being in trials with Christ that are the keys to entering the kingdom of heaven, which is the tree of life bringing fruit 12 life, 12 times, that is, bringing fruit each month. This is the price for the right to eat the fruit of the tree of life and to be clothed into fruit in the tree of life. And a new man is supposed to have these properties. And the makeup of the tree of life brings its fruit 12 times in every month of the year contains the strategy of being called into the new man who was created by God in righteousness and holiness of truth. And this is the result or reward of eternal life because we have endured the trials of Christ. The same way that the Father of the High Priest with the breastplate of judgment was created and served only one holy object, this was called, this was made for the Urim and the Mim, the golden ark of the covenant and the breastplate of judgment, figuratively represented the conscience of a person that has been cleansed from dead works. Как золотой ковчег завета, так и судны на перстнику образно представляли совесть человека, очищенную от мертвых дел. Урим и Тумим – это свет и совершенство, свет и право, или же откровение и истина. Здесь это слово, положенное внутрь ковчега завета, являлось истиной, и эту истину судном на перстнике представлял Тумим. Притом здесь это слово, обратите внимание, часто люди думают, что здесь это слово – это старый закон. The law only later became attached to the Decalogue. The Ten Commandments show us the Old Testament and the New Testament. If it says to not be, if fornicator does it mean we are not supposed to do that? Or because the Ten Commandments say to not serve another God, does it mean that the New Testament says something different? No. The, the law, old and new, it is contained in the Ten Commandments. But the old law represented figurative sacrifices, but the New Testament, Testament represents our sacrifice and our prayer. But the essence and the core and the substance is all the same. The revelation that a person could receive under the lid of the Ark of the Covenant was presented in the Respirator Judgment as Urim. Therefore, worshippers of God could only be a person who had a conscience that was cleansed from dead works, or a wise heart on the tablets of which truth was sealed in the subject of the Mim. Because of this, the revelation of God in the subject of Urim could only abide in the boundaries of truth that were represented by the Mim in the teaching of Jesus Christ, who came in the flesh. As it is written, I have put wisdom in the hearts of all the gifted artisans. A wise person is one on whose heart is written the teaching of Jesus Christ, who came in the flesh. And to understand this teaching is possible by hearing the word. We cannot read the word of God. We cannot write the word of God into our heart by just reading without being a part of a church. And through the Bible, God has established that in the church, He will place people, delegated authorities through whom we could receive the word of God. People think that if they went to some kind of Bible schools, they will gain something. They have gained proudness because knowledge yields a proud heart if it is incorrect knowledge. There is taught who wrote this, who are the apostles, when these books were written, who were the different theologians. 
and what ideas are held in the Bible. And for this you receive a grade. You can in different interpretations. When you ask them where is the truth, they say, the gospel is not truth. It is the gathering of different interpretations of different things. And then to know the truth, they say, we don't teach truth here. The gospel or godly teaching is not, is not truth. It's just a knowledge and knowing or knowledge of certain places in Scripture and different interpretations. Sometimes people say, why are you, do you go against these Bible schools or Bible studies? I don't run over them. They just, when I am striving for the will of God, they just end up in my way. I will run over them and go on further. They may be left behind and yell and cry out to God. They may lay, but I will go forward. I put wisdom in the hearts of all the gifted artisans that they may make all that I have commanded you. Exodus 31.6 This is basically talking about the wisdom contained in the Mimunarim and that the carriers of the Mimunarim are worshippers of God who have the immune system of the Holy Spirit. Deuteronomy 33.8-11 And of Levi he said, Let your Thummim and your Urim be with your Holy One, whom you tested at Massah, and with whom you contended at the waters of Merimah, who says of his father and mother, I have not seen them, nor did he acknowledge his brothers or know his own children, for they have observed the word and kept your covenant. They shall teach Jacob your judgments and Israel your law. They shall put incense before you and a whole sacrifice on your altar. Bless his substance, Lord, and accept the work of his hands. Strike the loins of those who rise against him and of those who hate him, that they rise not again. You see, this is talking about worshippers of God. That's why, according to these blessings which Moses, a man of God, blessed Levi with, highlights that people who relate themselves to God's chosen nation, but who go against of who carry the Minarim and hate them because they themselves do not carry the Minarim, their future awaits a lake of fire. In a particular format, we have already studied the first five properties of a worshiper in the virtue of five precious stones, stones through which God can constantly represent His will on planet Earth. We have stopped at the sixth component of a worshiper expressed on the breastplate of judgment of our heart in the virtue of the precious diamond stone. The sixth name on the second row from the bottom that was engraved on the precious stone of the breastplate of judgment on the tablets of our hearts was the name of the sixth son of Jacob, Naphtali, meaning wrestler. And Rachel's maid, Bilhah, conceived again and bore Jacob a second son. Then Rachel said, With great wrestlings I have wrestled with my sister, and indeed I have prevailed. So she called his name Naphtali, meaning wrestler. We have noted that diamond is an adamant stone, which is pure carbon, and that's why it has significant hardness. 
The word adamant does not have a relation to any other stone beside diamond. It is also a gem that is cut no other way than like a diamond cut. The meaning of the name Naftali Ressler engraved on the precious diamond stone is a weapon with which we are called to withstand and fight our enemies. It is a constant prayer in the power of the Holy Spirit that answers to the conditions of the precious diamond stone cut in the diamond cut. The name of God in the precious diamond stone, according to Jewish rabbis and Hebrews, which translated to Russian, means living God. Therefore, according to the name of the name of Kali, on the precious diamond stone, we note that the function of the sixth principle laid as the foundation of our constant prayer with which we need to serve as a continual memorial before God. This is our ability to allow the Holy Spirit to be with us in prayer battle against the powers of darkness that go against us, fulfilling the will of God, the name of the living God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints, Ephesians 6.18. The Holy Spirit can bind to us in our prayer battle under one condition, when our prayer answers to the condition of God's perfect will that is contained on the tablets of our heart in the condition of the breastplate of judgment. But the Lord is a true God, He is a living God and the everlasting King. His wrath, earth will tremble, and the nations will not be able to endure his indignation, Jeremiah 10.10. You see, God is dangerous. He is our refuge because he is the God of danger. The name of the living God is a format of an oath, and the category of this saints who have not been taught to swear by the name of living God, they are headed for to be destroyed and plucked out. And it shall be if they will learn carefully the ways of my people to swear by my name as the Lord lives, as they taught my people to swear by Bial, then they shall be established in the midst of my people. But if they do not obey, I will utterly pluck up and destroy that nation, says the Lord. You see, the Lord, the living God, we are called to swear when we come to him and say, Li the God lives before whom I stand, I believe in his word. And so the word living in relation to God means dwelling great, unlimited in power, determining our being, the creator of our being, containing our being, preserving our being, overlooking over our being, and the Lord over our being. You shall fear the Lord your God, you shall serve him, and to him you shall hold fast, and take oaths in his name. He is your praise, and he is your God, who has done for you these great and awesome things which your eyes have seen. Deuteronomy 10, 20 21. The result of an oath of the name of the living God, El-Hai, was always the fulfillment of God's promise. And Joshua said, By this you shall know that the living God is among you, so living God, El Hai, and that he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Hivites and the Perizzites and the Girgashites and the Amorites and the Jebusites. Behold, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth is crossing over before you into the Jordan. Now therefore, take for yourselves all men from the tribes of Israel, one man from every giant. Joshua 3, 10 13. Specifically by the name of the living God, El Hai, Christ had overcome death. He has stopped Jordan. 
People living on the territory of the land of Israel, who are our paramount as enemies, is an image of the genetic program that we have inherited from the vain life of our forefathers. The vain life of our forefathers is a sinful life that yields the program of the second death or and to raise this program of death from our essence, we must, in a prayer battle, withstand the program of death with the program of life that is contained in the name of the living God, or the name of God El Hai, that is presented on the tablets of our heart on the breastplate of judgment in the precious diamond stone with the engraving of the name Naphtali. Therefore, according to the characteristics contained in the virtue of the name of God, El Hai, or living God, we note that the properties of a worshiper that are contained in the virtue of the name of the living God are called to represent the limitless authority of God over beings in the time allotted by him and in his limits. However, by proclaiming the faith of our hearts and representing the characteristics of the living God in our continual prayer, God, it is necessary in the time and limits allotted to us to be clothed in the life of God, which is presented by our inner man in the resurrection of Christ. And to represent the virtue of worship, with engraving of the name Naphtali on it, and means wrestler, or a person who gives God the Holy Spirit the opportunity to fulfill the perfect will of God and fight with us against the organized powers of darkness that go against us. We have turned to some important characteristics that are contained in the name of the living God that is yielded by the virtue of the diamond stone that worshippers of God are supposed to have in their prayer battle, yielded by the virtue of the name Naphtali. Because of this, we will need to define what purpose is God pursuing when he calls his children to become warriors of prayer, as well as how and under what conditions can God give a person the right to become a warrior of prayer so that a person could represent the interests of God in the realization of his inheritance in God. So that he could be able to come to God According to Scripture, being a warrior of prayer is a legitimate and privileged inheritance of all Second, this is their original purpose expressed in their calling to trample the wickedness of the wicked in prayer battle. And third, this is one of the greatest provisions that is given by God to man, in which a person becomes a king and priest unto God and is seen by God as a diamond with the engraving of the name Naphtali. The prayer of a warrior of prayer is a kind of sacred value mystery that has an unearthly origin. Therefore, it is inaccessible if it tries to be mastered through earthly ways. Out of all the different forms of services, prayer is the most difficult kind of service that many Christians in many circumstances run away from, neglect, and reject. They are afraid of it. This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare, 1 Timothy 1.18. To define and build a system that will help us grasp the nature of a continual prayer and signs that will yield a warrior of prayer that could be founded on concrete commandments of God, then according to the revelations from Scripture, our prayer in the quality of warriors of prayer yielded by the virtues of a diamond 
исходя из Откровения Писания, наше молитва в качестве воинов молитвы, обусловленной достоинством бриллианта, должна быть, во-первых, усердной, прилежной, с дерзновением, благоговейной, с показанием веры сердца, с благодарением, с радостью, в страхе Господнем, Духе или же молением на иных языках. In a certain format, we have already studied the signs of the first two components of the nature of prayer that yields the state of a warrior of prayer, as well as prayer. Today, as much as God and the measure of our faith have allowed us to, we will study the third component of the nature of a warrior of prayer. This is diligence in prayer. In Scripture, the word diligence is attributed to prayer as a steadfast statute in an urgent military order. Although the word diligent is assiduously ratified the truth of one another and the nature of one another, in their nature they have different properties and following one person's purpose expressed in the perfect will of God, they have different uses. These are not the same words, assiduously and diligence. We must know that diligence, according to its essence, is opposed to laziness. Laziness and diligence, this is an analogy. Так, например, усердие в молитве – это сердечное расположение и горячее преданное between a mother and a daughter and a father and a son. Therefore, diligence in prayer is a kind of effort in which man uses all the powers and means that he has to reach his prayer goal that has been established by God. As a matter of fact, the root of the word diligence is found in the word contiguous, which means being extremely close to something. Therefore, when we are referring to diligence in prayer, we are referring to being close to the will of God in which a warrior of prayer battles within the limits of the perfect will of God. To better understand the meaning of the element diligence in prayer, I would like to bring forth four points that will help us see the characteristics of This battle is well characterized in the prayer of Jacob in Bethel, where Jacob in his work with the angel of God overcame obstacles in the face of his brother Esau. He had struggled with the angel and prevailed. He wept and sought favor from him. He found him in Bethel, and there he spoke to us. They have already noted that the core of this phrase means not a struggle with God, but a struggle with the death in which the angel of God helped Jacob or fought along with him.
Furthermore, the presence of diligence expressed in prayer battle, we meet the Son of God in the Garden of Gethsemane. Here he, with an angel that was sent to him by God, thanks to diligence, overcomes the fear of death, or rather fear of being apart from the Father. He makes a decision to fulfill the perfect will of his Father. Luke 12, 42 44. From these two examples, diligence in prayer is equivalent and comparable to the cost of human efforts. A diligent prayer is a prayer that is logical, willful, and emotional abilities of man, where his spirit, soul, and body are fully involved. According to the academic Russian dictionary, the term diligent means diligent, struggling, exerting or expending all available efforts. Because of this, the prayer that contains the element of diligence is, the weapon that loosens the flow of our heart, which makes our heart good or makes soft soil, which is able to be fertilized with the seed of the Word of God. Second, diligence in prayer becomes the weapon of our battle that is able to destroy any and all enemy strongholds. Three, diligence in prayer becomes the building material for making ourselves into the house of God or the house of prayer. Прилежность Diligence in prayer is the ability to withhold pressure and aggression, flesh the world and demons that try to incline us away from fulfilling the will of God. Diligence in prayer is pressure on the flesh, the world and demons with the purpose of drawing them out from the limits of our calling that belongs to us but is in their control. And the first calling of our responsibility for each of us is expressed in the boundaries of the three substances of our human essence. This is our spirit, our soul, and body. Any format of prayer that is lifted to God without the element of diligence cannot find favor in the eyes of God. Any prayer that is made without the element of diligence transforms our house from the house of prayer into a den of thieves. Because a lack of diligence or refusing to use our energy aggressive toward our flesh, the world, and demons, not only will not allow us to understand our inheritance, but it will also daily take away those parts of inheritance that we have already received as a gift And so we will turn to Scripture and look at what price must we pay so that we can gain the properties of diligence in prayer. 
The price to the indulgence in prayer is related to suffering for the truth and is defined as a daily decision to drink from the wells of living water. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewn themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. Your own wickedness will correct you in your backslidings. So when we left, when we leave the fountains of living water and broken cisterns that can hold no water, our wickedness will correct you in your backslidings. Know therefore and see that it is an evil and bitter thing that you have forsaken the Lord your God and the fear of me is not in you, says the Lord God of hosts. You must distinguish wickedness from diligence. First comes from a proud heart, second comes from humility before God. Wickedness, a proud heart and humility before God. A prayer that lacks diligence is a striking of broken cisterns or wells that cannot contain water. A prayer that lacks diligence brings to the transformation of our mind into an idol. All idols are originated from deification, and only then they progress and appeal to the lower creation in relation to themselves. First, a man makes his mind to God, and then he begins to worship and mosquitoes and different insects and everything. To make an idol out of our mind, it is enough to decide to refuse to be diligent in prayer for the fulfilling of the will of God, and then our fate and the fate of our descendants will be sealed. When turning away from the broken cisterns in the subject of human, human idols, мы вносим значительный залог за приобретение и развитие потенциала прилежности, сокрытого в нашей новой сущности. Когда мы пьем воду из разбитых водоемов, мы страдаем. Однако эти страдания являются нашей гордыни, а не ценой прилежности. Но когда мы будем пить из источников воды живой, мы также будем страдать, но только уже страдать за истину. Because all the powers of evil will be set before us to turn us away from these broken cisterns. And then these kind of sufferings will be a price, thanks to which we will gain in our prayer the element of diligence that is viewed as obedience. Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Hebrews 5, 8 through 9. Diligence of prayer as a decision is the use of our efforts. It becomes a necessary element that is able to not only to stop the enemy, but to bring our enemy to fear and panic. This is diligence. Diligence can bring our enemy to panic. Not only stop him and withhold him, but he will be panicked. And we will then restore those territories that he has taken over. And now we will turn to look at how is it necessary for us to contain an element of diligence in our prayer. Because the containing and development of diligence in our prayer is made as a continual discipline of our nature. Colossians 3.23-24 And whatever you do, do it heartily. Do it heartily means diligently. 
И все, что делаете, делайте прилежно, как для Господа. А не для человека, зная, что воздаяние от Господа получите наследие, ибо вы служите Господу Христу. Нарушая же данное повеление, мы поступаем не по правде, и таким образом являемся беззаконие. То есть нет прилежности, это уже не молитва беззакония. А кто неправо поступает Good deeds are defined as a diligent fulfilling of the will of God, whereas the means and the powers of fulfilling this is a diligent prayer. And now we will turn to the fruit and reward that And effortless, effortless diligence in prayer, diligence is effortless, this is something effortless, not something supernatural. We will understand that effortless diligence in prayer gives God the right to answer this kind of prayer through supernatural ways. We are effortlessly demonstrating diligence, but God supernatural way Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison. Acts 12, 5-7. The church diligently prayed for him, so they disciplined themselves. They, at this time, do not feel supernatural powers. This is the thing. You don't feel supernatural powers. You just continue to stand using all of your strength. And then God answers in a supernatural way to this effortless diligence. Effortless diligence in prayer unveils in man the supernatural ability to hear and to see the voice of God. To hear and see Urim. Diligence, effortless diligence. Исаия 21.6.10 
Он не сможет услышать. То есть сработать с Уримом он не сможет. Прилежность – это часть Тумима, которая есть в нем. Естественная прилежность в молитве дает человеку сверхъестественную способность господствовать над своими врагами. Притча 12.14. Рука прилежных будет господствовать, а ленивая будет подданию. Конечно, есть много таких пословиц, Турана встает, тому Бог дает. Имеется в виду, Рана встает, он начинает работать. Естественная прилежность в молитве дает человеку сверхъестественную способность начальствовать в храме своего тела над всеми силами своей души. Первое параллельное Пророк у сына его родились также сыновья начальствовавшие в своем роде, потому что они и сыновья их и братья были люди прилежные и способные. Богу нужны обыкновенные прилежные люди. У нас недавно произошел инцидент на предыдущем служении, воскресенье. Один человек возмутился и вскочил из собрания. Я не чувствую. Не надо ничего чувствовать. Мы много раз говорили, что вера – это не чувство, это знание. Вы не можете чувствовать духовные вещи в теле. Оно... То есть этот проводник тела может ощущать материальные предметы, но оно не может ощущать духовную суть. Да, тело может попасть и почувствовать сверхъестественно, но вы не сможете определить, это Бог или дьявол. Вы просто сверхъестественно можете чувствовать атмосферу. Поэтому, когда мы говорим о Боге, то всегда речь идет не столько о чувстве, сколько о знании. Вера – это информация. Вера от слышания Слова Божия. То есть он коснулся. Если ты услышал, значит, коснулся. Да, он меня коснулся. А потом уже от этого слышали чувства у каждого человека по-всякому может. Бывает, у человека нет этих чувств, потому что он либо удручен болезнью, либо чем-то еще. Неважно, либо сильно ярко демонических сил. И потому он не чувствует, но Бог очень близко к нему идет сильная борьба. И он должен прилежно посмотреть, что Иисус чувствовал присутствие Господа. Он, наоборот, чувствовал, что Отец его оставляет. Он ужасался. Но написано, Прилежнее молился, и был плод его, как капли крови. Пришел ангел, подкреплял его, помогал ему в этой борьбе. То есть, естественно, сила пришла, потому что он прилежно молился. Поэтому не надо базироваться на том, что мы чувствуем. Базируйтесь на то, что вы слышите и что вы знаете. Бог будет исполнять свое слово, а не то, что мы чувствуем. Очень многие люди, которые все время чувствовали присутствие Бога, кажутся в аду. Я чувствовал тебя. Я не чувствую его. Я чувствую, что он меня оставил. И у меня всегда вот это, думаю, да сколько же говорит, когда подходит, я не чувствую, я чувствую. Я говорю, послушайте, перестаньте чувствовать и не чувствовать. То есть пусть это будет, я не говорю, не надо чувствовать. Но основывайтесь не на чувствах, а на знании, на информации. Естественная прилежность молитвы дает человеку сверхъестественную способность насыщать свои благие желания. Душа ленивого желает, но тщетно, а душа прилежных насытится. 
пища небесная или наследие наше нетленное, мы получаем через прилежность. Если мы прилежно выполняем, нужно же прилежность. Иногда много вещей, которые мешают пойти на служение, но мы прилежно готовим свое тело, внутренне себя готовим и идем, преодолевая иногда, затрачивая определенные силы, теряя определенные деньги, которые мы могли Вот особенно это бизнесменов касается. У них в это время могут срываться какие-то сделки. У них говорится, но для него сделка не сделка, он говорит, подождите, Когда надо, то есть для плоти, они для плоти, плоть у них на первом месте. А здесь плоть надо отодвигать. Все равно то, что мы зарабатываем, сгорит. Бог нам дает награду за то, что мы теряем часто материальное, за счет того, чтобы набрать духовное. Теряем, мы платим цену. Поэтому здесь и говорится, что душа прилежна к насытиться. Естественная прилежность молитвы дает человеку сверхъестественную способность наращивать богатство нетленное. Ленивая рука делает бедным, а рука прилежных обогащает. Притча 10.4. Разумеется, обогащает. Потому что любое богатство, о котором говорил Давид и другие пророки, которые обладали несметными богатствами материальными, они назвали себя «я же беден и нищ». То есть, потому что он постоянно нуждается в богатстве Божьем. Он называл Слово Твое слащенно дано лучше золота и лучше золота самого лучшего. Поэтому он искал этого Слова в ночи, размышлял на нем, вставал, находил для него время. И тогда рука, рука это всегда смысл прилежности, действий, что-то делать. Но делать границы в Писании, делать по Писанию, молиться по Писанию, брать молитвенные слова, чтобы моя молитва и мое состояние соответствовало покорению. Естественная прилежность молитвы дает человеку сверхъестественную способность иметь многоценное имущество. Proverbs 127. So a на дичь, которую вы можете получить только в церкви. Вы не можете дичь получить в богословском учреждении. Там дичи нет, там скармливается такое уже готовое все, там все понятно, все ясно. А дичь – это надо быть охотником, надо ловить. Надо все время искать это слово «ловить», потому что оно не приручено человеком. Вы не можете его приручить. Вот оно, вот это неприрученное у Иоанна, хорошо видно, он был в пустынях с Богом. 
He had wild honey. We must be hunters. He hunted for the word of God. We catch this. And we begin to roast it. We begin to prepare it. We begin to meditate on it. To be go roast is to prepare upon fire. Our thoughts are fire. That's why when we begin to think and meditate on that word that we have received, we begin to roast this. What we, what we took in hunting. A person who does not meditate upon it, he cannot prepare for him what to eat. I'm talking about the word of God. If you receive what you took in hunting, a lazy man does not roast what he took. A lazy man comes, he has caught this word, but he doesn't prepare it. He doesn't meditate upon it. We can only meditate upon that word which we do not understand. When you understand the word of God, you don't meditate on it, you just know it, you just do it. But when you don't know something, you think, what, what did God mean when he was saying this? And you begin to meditate, you begin to think, using this energy, thinking upon the word of God, you are roasting what we took in hunting. And it's written that a lazy man does not roast what he took in hunting, but diligence is a man's precious possession. So your possession becomes precious. It becomes a high price. What we took in hunting has a precious, is a precious possession. What we took Effortless diligence and prayer gives man the supernatural ability to do all in his time. The plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty, but those of everyone who is hasty surely to poverty, so pay attention here. There are two also things mentioned here, that the plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty means стремиться к изобилию прилежность это means, uh, долготерпение потому что всякий торопливый терпит лишение он не может прийти к этому изобилию терпение нужно вам чтобы исполнить волю Божию и получить обещанное вот о чем здесь говорится что прилежный он терпит и благодаря терпению он ждет что Бог исполнит обещанное because through patience, we prove that we have hope. We have trust. If we don't have patience, we don't have trust. If I have trust, I will have patience. If I have patience, because I know that I have it in the bank. If I don't have anything, I don't have anything to be patient for. My bank account is empty. But if on my account I have a lot. Those who are hasty, they will surely be led to poverty. They don't have anything in their, in their account, that's why. They're hasty and they will lead them to poverty. So he must await and he strives for the plenty. Ecclesiastes 8.5-6 explains it this way. He who keeps his command will experience nothing harmful, and a wise man's heart discerns both time and judgment, because for every matter there is a time and judgment, Though the misery of man increases greatly. That's why it is very important to understand that when a promise is stalled, we must know that God has sent it, it is on our account. Perhaps someone has stalled it, we must diligently pray so that we learn about this. Sometimes God has sent us an answer, but if there is no diligence, you will not receive this answer. Something has stalled it. You must continue to pray until that whom is coming toward you will come, because your diligence is his weapon. And so according to this, it turns out that angels do not have their own weapon that they use to fight us for. 
The weapon of angels is our prayers so that you understand what the angels battle with. Sometimes we might think, oh, angels are strong, they have a sword. This sword is your prayer. An angel cannot battle without your prayer. That's how the more diligent you pray, the more the angels around you will guard you and protect you. Let's remember Daniel. He had fasted for, on the 24th day. On the 24th day, the man came to him. He, he saw the angel Gabriel had came to him. This was a very high archangel. Daniel didn't have energy. He fell. He had no energy. And then the angel came to him so he could talk to him because he couldn't, because of the great power, he couldn't talk to Daniel. And he said, beginning of your prayer, the word came out from God, an answer. And I came to you, I would come to you right away, but the king of Persia stood in the way. And then Michael, Michael the archangel, he came and he took the command upon himself, but I came to you. Pay attention here. What happened here? It turns out that Michael the Archangel talks with his angels and their, and their weapon was the weapon of David's, Daniel's prayer. And now imagine what diligence in prayer is, how, what an important argument it is. You give angels the power to fight for you. Yes, you are just praying. You might feel that you are not strong. You don't feel anything. But at this time, Hell begins to shake from this diligence, but you don't feel it. But then an answer comes. When the angels of God use your prayers, look in Revelation what God says. He, took, he takes the prayer of diligent people, and when he poured them out, the earth shook. There were earthquakes, thunder that rattled the earth. This is what diligence does. Even the, the prayer of one diligent person, one who prays diligently, he can shake all of hell. We must understand this. That's why believe in prayer. Believe in this means. You have a weapon that there are no analogies for. Not a bomb, an atomic bomb, not all the powers of weapons, nothing is compared to this. The devil does not have this weapon. All of what the devil fears most is a diligent prayer. Because it is, it is easy to pray in the fire of the Holy Spirit. Oh, Holy Spirit, fire. You anointing oil. But this doesn't give us victory. This is just to communicate with God. When you enter into God's presence, there you will feel this sweet aroma. You will be in ecstasy in prayer. This is communion with God. But when you fulfill the will of God, and you will go against the powers of darkness. When you fight for your promise, you will not feel the fire of the Spirit. Because now your fire becomes strong in the hands of angels. And the more diligent you pray, the more angels will enter into this battle for your right. This is how God has established it. Furthermore, an effortless diligence in prayer gives man the supernatural ability to 
Признавайтесь друг при другом в проступках и молитва и, конечно же, вам будут говорить о всех симптомах, о всех. Нет. То есть прилежность победит любую болезнь, любой вирус, поставит Но только прилежность — это также терпение. Надо уметь ожидать, надо не ломаться. Прилежность человек не ломается, он потом видит, что ничего не получается. Пусть будет смерть, пусть приходит вот что. Повторяю, Начнутся проповеди, вот люди собираются, На самом деле никто не такие, будем говорить, свой спецназ. Я, допустим, и Бог смотрит, и я на это смотрю, как спецназ. Это группа специального назначения. А вы знаете, спецназ обучается для того, чтобы есть спецназ молитвы, есть спецназ пения, это тоже молитва. У нас есть молитвенники, это тоже спецназ, ради которого Бог дает потом и мне, и поющим возможности Самый сильный спецназ — это молитвенники. И не так их много, обратите внимание, сколько людей на молитвенное служение. молитву, которая не так я не хочу, чтобы просто, я хочу, чтобы человек приходил от души, чтобы он понял, он понял смысл прилежности, тогда он будет приходить, затрачивая. И вот тогда мы увидим сверхъестественные проявления в своей жизни, на всем служении, потому что Бог может благословлять нас только в теле друг через друга. Признавайтесь друг при другом в проступках, друг друга, мы заболеваем. И заболевает часто тот человек, который ниже пора. Если лидер обижает э, младшего члена церкви, знаете, кто заболеет? Не лидер. 
hurts someone who is young who is younger than him in the church, the younger one will be affected because he was hurt, because he became hurt and became resentful. And as soon as the younger one, as soon as he is enveloped in humility, God will forgive him. Um, pastor will take this leader and this person, he will look among them and he will say, you should ask forgiveness to this person, you should ask for forgiveness because you had resent resentment in you because you offended him. And this is how we will be healed. Any of us are sick because we are offended at one another, offended at one another. Imagine you are sick and you may not even know. We are offended for some kind of word because someone said something, because someone has corrected us. Who are you? You don't have a right to correct me. Yes, he doesn't have a right to correct, but you have resented him for doing this. But you, also you may also resent those who are supposed to correct you, and you try to correct them. Yes, you don't come to me and tell me directly this and this, but you think to yourselves. Why is he saying this? How could he have said this? Why did he say this? Sometimes I hear these words, they come to me, and I become sorrowful. I don't, I don't have resentment. I become disappointed because I know that this person tries to control me, that I'm supposed to say something that he wants to say. He says, why is he saying this incorrectly? Why is he giving us a bad example to our children when he says, when he says that it's cool, he didn't listen to his teachers. Do you want obedience to be everyone? Obedience everywhere? Obedience in everywhere is impossible. If you're listening to one person, that means you're not listening to one. I listened to what I was listening in church. That's why I didn't listen to my teachers, because the teachers didn't tell me what was, what was right, what was according to the word. When in school, an idea is told that people are monkeys, they must not listen to this. They must not be obedient to this. They must know that a person is made by God. And what have I said by this? And people say, oh, look, now our, teachers, now our children will not understand or not listen to teachers. I was not a hooligan. I loved God, and I said this through God's jealousy. I listened, and I was referent before the church for my brothers. And for me, they were angels in the literal sense. A diligent prayer. Let's not forget about it. Let's remember that each element it has its own angle, it has its own essence. And a diligent prayer it had taken Christ out of death and it had overcome death. It will overcome all your illnesses and all your obstacles because supernatural manifestations will occur. Because any effortless diligence, the angels of God will fight for us based on our diligence. This is their weapon. Amen. May we pray and may the Lord bless us. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you in this holy place 
которое Ты очертил для поклонения Святому имени Твоему, собранию Святому. Мы благодарим Тебя, что здесь мы можем применять свою прилежность в молитве как средство оружия, которому нет аналогов в мире. Ты ждешь этой прилежной молитвы, желая помочь нам вмешаться в нашу жизнь. Потому что ты сам, что не делаешь, делаешь с прилежностью. Все, что ты не делаешь, ты влаживаешь туда всего самого себя, затрачивая себя. Да будет благословенна премудрость твоя в прилежности, которую ты сегодня предложил народу твоему, чтобы мы применяли, чтобы наша молитва имела эту характеристику, это свойство прилежности. Молиться постоянно, молиться с прилежностью от души, молиться с усилием, сопротивляясь плоти, немощи, сопротивляясь всевозможным искушениям, увлечениям и развлечениям. Да будет прилежность славную диадемою на головах твоих воинов. Да будет это их оружие которые они смогут передавать ангелам Твоим, чтобы они вместе с нами боролись. Ибо служение ангелов таинственно находится за гранью нашего ума. И тем не менее наша прилежность соединяет нас с ними. Она приводит их в возбуждение и в радость. Они получают силы и этой сверхъестественной возможностью, которая преобразовывается через прилежность, они атакуют адские твердыни и разрушают их для нас, защищая нас и выводя нас из трудных обстоятельств. Несмотря на то, что много скорбей у праведника, но от всех их избавит Господь, благодаря прилежной молитве праведника, Бог не избавляет просто так праведника от скорбей, только тогда, когда у него есть элемент прилежности, тогда ты приходишь в ответе и с ответом для Него. Благодарю Тебя, Отец. Во Христе Иисусе поклоняюсь пред Тобою с народом Твоим. Призываю милость Твою и исцеление Твое на наследие Твое. Те, кто отстал, находятся в обозе. Да будут они благословены пред лицом Твоим. Потому что некоторые устали, изнемогли. И мы не осуждаем их, потому что Ты тоже не осуждал. Но так как мы в теле, мы будем молиться друг за друга, поощрять друг друга, чтобы продолжали уповать на Тебя, что рано или поздно Ты ответишь. И уже ответил, но Твой ответ, возможно, задержался в молитве. Исцеление идет и задержалось. Нам нужно прилежнее провозглашать победу в исцелении, что Бог исцелил нас во Христе Иисусе и положил на наш счет исцеления. Нам следует благодарить Бога за то, что Он исцелил нас во Христе Иисусе. И следует прилежнее молиться, благословлять Его. Нам следует ценить Твое Слово и считать его самым великим богатством. Благодарю Тебя. Благодарю Тебя за воинов молитвы. Благодарю Тебя за эту гвардию, за этот духовный спецназ. Да будет он благословен особым благословением, потому что мы нуждаемся в молитвах друг друга. Поклоняемся пред Тобою, великий Бог, Отец и Дух Святой. Аминь.
Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debts. debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Аминь. А теперь провозгласим наш неизменный манифест. Могущему же соблюсти нас от падения и поставить пред славою Своею непорочными в радости единому премудрому Богу, Спасителю нашему, через Иисуса Христа, Господа нашего. Слава и величие, сила и власть прежде всех веков, ныне и во все веки. Аминь.